Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Join us each week as Brett interviews extraordinary and amazing people. At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits, and you never know who will drop by. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Open Mic Podcast. Brett Allen here coming at you live from the Bay Area Studios, rocking the new Rode Pod Mic. Super excited about it. Brand new toy for a brand new podcast episode. And today on the show, Annika Michelle is joining me. She is one of the hosts of AfterBuzz TV, Pop Sugar Television. She is pretty much the queen of celebrity interviews, and she is with us today. I am excited for this conversation. We are going to talk all things about publicity, interviewing celebrities, some standout moments, of course, her hearkening back to her days as a Disneyland customer, and she's a piano player, too. That was a little secret that we found out. She is fantastic and one of the funnest and the nicest people that you will ever meet. She was very gracious, and I'm glad we had her. Let's bring her on the line. Annika Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. So I guess the first question is, and I've been asking everybody this, how are you doing and how are you managing this lockdown? You, Your job requires you to be out a lot, and now it's probably everything has come to a halt and now you're, yeah. you're stuck at home. How, how are you managing all that? Um, it is a little tough because I'm super extroverted and I'm, even if I'm not like working or at a red carpet, I'm out. I'm hardly ever home. So that's just been kind of tough, but um, I've been doing a lot of FaceTimes with friends and like having dance parties. I mean, obviously virtual dance parties. I have to make that clear. <laughs> um, and, uh, just a lot of FaceTimes. I've been teaching myself like songs on the piano that I've been dying to learn and never have and, you know, working out at home and trying to stay active and busy, but it's, it's tough. I'm sure it's tough for everyone, but I just want this to end and no more deaths and life to go back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So you play the piano. I didn't know that because I've done a lot of research about you, but I didn't see oh that little hidden fact. So let's start there. How did you, no, how long have you been I'm not like for, <laughs> I'm not professional at all. That's probably why you haven't seen anything because I don't ever post pictures playing because I just, yeah, I took lessons as a kid and then I just, there's a lot of songs I never finished learning. Uh, so now I'm teaching myself the rest of the songs that I never learned. So you're you're saying you're not ready to jump on Instagram and do a live uh, concert along with uh, Chris Martin and all these other guys? Yeah, not yet. Maybe, okay. maybe in a week or so I can okay. jump on. but. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not yet. Yeah, because I was like, I've really kind of dug deep and I didn't even see that. So that's cool. That's kind of how my brain works on these interviews. If I hear something that is interesting that I didn't find, then I'm like, well, let's explore that a little bit. Very cool. So you were in college. Did you do Mm -hmm. any kind of creative arts while you were in school? I know you did later on in the industry and I want to talk about that. But as far as like early on in your life, going into high school, college, did you ever have any kind of interest in entertainment or the arts or anything like that that sort of drove you to what you're doing today that influenced you maybe? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always loved theater and my first job was actually at a theater and not movie theater. I like a a (laughs) play, they do musicals and and live theater, I should say. 
And uh, I did theater through school, like through high school and junior high. And um, in college, I switched majors. I wanted to do theater arts, but then I switched it to communications entertainment studies. And in that, I had to take a lot of still theater classes and music classes. And so that was kind of cool. Like, I still got to take the classes, even though I wasn't majoring completely in it. And, uh, yeah, I just got to a point one day that I was like, I'm kind of tired of playing other people, and I just want to be myself and interview people. And then it just kind of switched from that to hosting. Very cool. Now, I don't want to bury the headline here, but you also worked for Disney. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that correct? You? Pref- I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did, yeah. What did you do for Disney? Yeah, I'm I- a Disney nerd, so naturally I have to ask oh, you. No what did you do for yeah, Disney no, totally. performance-wise? Um, yeah, I did, like, uh, a couple of the shows, and I danced in one of the parades. And it was honestly, I don't know if you've ever worked there, if you just go there for fun, but it was honestly so much fun, and I made, like, lifelong friends from it. And it was exhausting performing, you know, eight shows a day, but it was amazing. I love it. And I truly missed it and people say like don't work at the park it's going to ruin the magic and I'm still a five-year-old when I go to the park and I just like get so excited when I see like Mickey and the characters and like see the shows I just love it it was so much fun I did uh the Aladdin Oasis show I did the Indiana Jones show and then I danced in one of the parades very cool well I did I did an internship with Disney for two summers and so oh, nice. I did. And the last summer that I worked there, I actually got to play Eeyore, which was a lot of fun. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. You will probably find me on the Disney cast member blogs. I don't know. I probably oh shouldn't even be talking about this, but whatever. You know, it's funny yeah. because, I mean, the first summer I, I did the grind. I worked in the restaurants and I worked on Main Street and I worked as a vendor because they kind of have you do a lot of different things. And I did a Jungle Book or a Jungle Cruise Skipper for a little while. And I kind of bounced oh, around. Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, especially at night, that was the most fun uh, because those are yeah. a little bit more risque as far as uh, how we would do the tours because it was mostly adults. Right. But it was a lot of fun. But yeah, there is people ask me a lot and they say that they don't work at the parks that ruin the magic. But I don't find that to be true because it was a lot of fun. Now, I will say there were some things that I did that I, I necessarily didn't enjoy as much as, of course, being a character. That was a lot of fun, but that was right. also stressful on a different kind of level. But uh, it was a lot of fun. So that was great. So you did that. You worked at Disney. Now, Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're interviewing people. What's your... Yeah. I mean, how did that start? Because that <laughs> you just don't wake up one day. I mean, you obviously been doing this for a long time. You don't just start interviewing yeah. Tyler Perry or Oprah no. instantly. I wish, I wish it worked that way. It um, doesn't. I'll tell you for sure. I, you don't start <laughs> interviewing the high-level people uh, right away. So, I mean, how did that start for you, you know, from the very beginning? I'm very curious. I got connected uh, with Maria Menounos, who I'm sure everyone who's listening knows. Um, She's a fantastic host, if you don't know. She was a host on Extra for years, and she does her own 
show now online, and she ha- she's the founder of AfterBuzz TV. I connected with her and auditioned for AfterBuzz. I had to send in, like, audition material and then do, like, a meeting, and then I did. And so they, like, gave me a hosting gig with them. And through them, I booked, um, I, like, built my reel, and then through them, I worked for Holly Scoop and Straw Pulse, like, when I had a bigger reel that I can send out to people. So it was pretty cool, and you get to interview cool people, you get to meet really cool people, and honestly, everyone is so nice and down-to-earth and grateful to be where they are that it's just so fun to talk to them. Yeah, I agree with you. It's very interesting. Like, sometimes when I talk to certain people beforehand, I get nervous because I'm like, "Yeah, what is this person going to be like? I just interviewed D.B. Sweeney just a little bit before I started talking to you. Yeah, yeah, super nice guy, but I was a little bit nervous because... I didn't know what to expect because you just don't know. And he's obviously he's one of the nicest people that you could ever possibly imagine. And I mean, he's made such great films. So you got connected with Maria. And of course, we all know who Mm -hmm. she is. She has those little sizzle reels that she does in the theaters. You can watch before the movie starts. You know, she does before the movie and stuff. Your first interview, who was your very first big celebrity interview and how did you feel about it? What did you do to prepare? (laughs) Like, let's walk through that process. Okay, so funny enough, actually, my first celebrity interview ever was uh, John Stamos. Okay. And I'm laughing because I have had, like, the biggest crush on him. (laughs) And... All my friends, like, know that, know that I had, like, this huge crush on him. And so, like, it was really surreal to just kind of, like, just by chance that, like, it wasn't planned or anything like that. It was on a red carpet. So it's like, I don't know who I'm getting first, you know? And just by chance, it was John Stamos. And it was, I was in that moment, like, in heaven. Um, It wasn't my first time meeting him. I've met him, like, before through work and stuff. But it was my first, like, interview. So it was really cool. I I loved it. <laughs> and not many people can say that they interviewed their, one of their celebrity crushes as their first interview. So No, no. It was great. Yeah, very nice guy. I'm sure he seems to be that way. That's a nice guy. So yeah. how do you go about deciding or getting involved with those types of events like Red Carpet? Because you've done those television mm-hmm. shows, so that obviously helps <laughs> you. But you also talk a little bit about in your story that you are – in charge of kind of who you pick and how you go about it. So you're like a self-starter, like almost entrepreneurial, would you say? Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be in this industry because it's so competitive. And like, even when you get on the red carpet, like I feel like the competition doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Like it's, you just have to kind of have like a thick skin and like just kind of go out there and get what you want because unfortunately no one's going to get it for you. So you just have to you have to get out there and get the people that you want. So let's say you do a red carpet event. You don't necessarily know who you're going to talk to, correct? Like it's just whoever comes correct. along. How does that whole process yeah. work? How does that well, let's break that down a little bit further. Okay, yeah. So uh it's usually you and a bunch of other hosts and I know it looks super glamorous on TV like it looks huge, but the red carpets are so tight and you're so squashed up against people like people that you've never even met before like cameramen from other like companies and you're like oh hey (laughs) it's you see the same faces like after a while you get to know people and it's really kind of cool but usually like the a-list celebrities don't 
like walk the lawn. Usually like, you know, smaller celebrities or up and comers um, usually like have a publicist that walks down the line and says, I have so-and-so, can you please ask them questions? Or like okay. they'll try to kind of work out a deal for you. Like if you interview this person, if you do this interview for me, I will bring you this person, you know, or like they try because, you know, a lot of people want want the A-list celebrities and they don't want to talk to someone who's necessarily up and coming because they want, they don't want to miss their chance with someone big, you know? So, um, yeah. And then like the A-listers, you just gotta, you gotta fight and get, get their attention and get them to come to you. Cause no publicist is walking, trying to get them to come to you. They're trying to, they're trying to keep them like safe and not, and just kind of, you know, doing the press photos and everything. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stand out and you gotta get those A-listers to walk over to you and talk to you. So yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. It's quite hectic. It's a, a true adrenaline rush um and if people get adrenaline rushes like doing different things like going on roller coasters or whatever it may be but my adrenaline rush is definitely on a red carpet because it's so fast paced and it's so much fun and you like you said you never know who you're going to talk to so it's really cool it's interesting that you mentioned that as far as like the publicist versus like yeah. just the normal ones because honestly, there are some similarities in doing a podcast as well. You know, like oh, it's very quite similar because I have a set of publicists that I work with and they yeah. pitch me guests all the time and I love them. And I will typically say yes. Now, recently, I've gotten a little bit more selective because yeah. I'm just getting inundated. Like talking to you is definitely a must because I feel like there are some things that we uh-huh. have in common and so I'm like, yeah. well, I want to talk to Annika because it's kind of like a uh, a workshop for me in a little bit to just kind of pick your brain. Yeah. And I think my oh, audience okay. will find it interesting because I talk to celebrities and influencers all the time. But I do yeah. like the idea that is the same, that there's kind of an exchange. You know, if you interview these five people, then right. I will get you this person. Yeah. And it's okay to make that okay. ask, right? You know? Yeah. Now, do you find yourself getting a little bit bold and saying no to some of these people or are, you don't have <laughs> to incriminate yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, I like, especially on red carpets, it's like, mm, I've definitely like said no a few times, um, but like in the nicest way, or I've not really, like, I've just said, you know what, let me get this person first because they're already on the carpet and I don't want to miss them and I don't want them to walk, because here's the thing. Once they pass you on the red carpet, they're not turning back around. Okay. So you only have time to get their attention until they're walking towards you. Once they're gone, once they've walked past the place that you're standing, that's it. You've lost them. Even though they're on the carpet, they're not turning back around. So, like, if I see somebody that's coming that's, like, big and I need to get, um, you know, and somebody's asking me to interview someone that's, you know, not really known, I will say, something like, you know, I can't do this right now. I have to get so-and-so, but after I get them, you know, feel free to bring this person back around to me and I'll be happy to talk to them, but I can't risk missing an A-lister for someone that's up and coming because I'm talking to them. Do you know what I mean? I do. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. (laughs) So if you have Brad Pitt coming down the line and then you have, you know, I don't even know, like, his, like Joe, Schmo. Joe Schmo, his third cousin in the film. And this is yeah. like their, you know, big moment. And, uh, right. you know, they have their five or six lines and their little bit of camera coverage. You're like, um, right. I want to get Brad Pitt. 
and talk to him exactly. because he's far more interesting. And whoever listens to this, my audience, thank you, but we're not dogging anybody. <laughs> this is just kind of no, like, not at all. This not is shop talk a little bit because we, we, we share yeah. this same sort of kindred spirit. So that's very interesting. And mm-hmm. I imagine when you first started doing this, you kind of just took everybody, right? That would come along totally. to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you like start to do carpets and then you realize by taking everyone, you're missing the people that you actually need to get. Um, and so I'm, I've kind of figured out ways to like sort of end interviews without, without making it obvious why I'm ending them quickly, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, now I'm definitely way more selective and you know, the publicist by now, like it's the same people at the carpet, you know, they know you, so they know, they know that you will do it. It's nothing personal against the actor or whoever's up and coming, nothing personal against them. It's just for obvious reasons for your work, for whoever you need to get the big person, you need to get the A-lister. So, well, now you have me curious again, because you said something <laughs> about ending an interview in a non-obvious way, how would that be? Let's say we're having a conversation. <laughs> I'm curious. And again, you know, if you're not comfortable answering, I understand. It's fine. But uh, no, that's fine. I'm just curious, like, how do you how do you do that? So we're talking, we're having a conversation. I'm new and yeah. I'm excited. This is my first red carpet. And my publicist, hey, Annika, can you talk to Brett? He is in this film. He's got a somewhat of a supporting role. We're talking. How would you end the interview without making me mad or making me go, wow, that was weird that she just kind of ended things uh, so abruptly? Um, I usually just turn it around on them. Uh, I like, (laughs) like, for example, I'll just say something like, oh my gosh, you know what? I don't want to keep you here any longer. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I know everyone is dying to talk to you right now, so I'm going to let you go talk to everyone else. But thank you so much for stopping by and giving us a chance to talk to you. Something like that, you know? Okay, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) They feel good, like, oh, other people do want to talk to me, so maybe I should (laughs) go do that. Very cool. So I imagine there's quite a bit of preparation that goes into these interviews, correct? Do you have a set of questions that you know that you're going to ask? How long do you take typically to prepare for these types of red carpets? Like what is your process? Uh, So red carpets, I used to, like they send uh, you like a press sheet of everyone that's supposed to be attending. But again, they can't guarantee that. When I first started off, honestly, I used to spend like hours like on each person's social media twitter instagram facebook whatever like youtube if they have a youtube like finding clips and but then i would do this for like you know 50 plus people that are supposed to be walking their carpet and then it's like half of them don't show or it's like a half of them are a whole different you know the people who come are not even on the list that you didn't even have a chance to interview or to research so now i don't really do that so much i just kind of um Obviously, if it's a movie premiere, you know it's going to be the cast, so that's a little bit easier. But if it's like an award show or something like that, you don't know who's going to really show up um, because just because they're nominated doesn't mean they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I know that the people who are presenting will be there, obviously, and the people that are performing are have to be there, obviously. Um, so I kind of just research those people because I know that they're guaranteed to be there. And then I'll just kind of research the genre. Like, for example, if it's like Teen Choice Awards, I'll research like the shows that are nominated, you know, for best teen 
movie or, you know, whatever awards that they give. So I just come up with like 20 base questions that you can literally ask anybody, musician, actor, athlete, whoever it is that shows up that you don't have any research on. And then from that, I just kind of segue into more personal questions once they start answering. So you start them out very simple and then you kind of work your way up. Is it easy for you to get a feel at some point, like what they may or may not answer? Um, Yeah, usually, honestly, they're pretty good about it. And usually publicists will tell you beforehand, which I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've probably experienced, like, you know, if there's some like dating scandal or something going on with them, they're like, if you bring this up, we will pull them away from you or you will not get this person. Like they kind of let you know beforehand like that's kind of off limits and it's funny it's never happened to me but it happened to the girl next to me at one of the award shows I will (laughs) never forget yeah it never happened to me thank goodness but um the publicist like told everyone that like no asking about the scandal there's no relationship questions and uh we all said okay yeah blah blah and then we all like abided except for the one girl next to me and then she literally the publicist went in front of the camera and pulled this guy away and was like no no I said no so like in the middle of her interview with this celebrity she literally gets the publicist yelling at her on camera and I was like wow this is what happens when you don't listen (laughs) how embarrassing pull them away yeah I don't think she posted that video because I that would be mortifying yeah I do get that and you filled out my booking form and I put on there you know is there anything that you don't want to talk about and there's a couple publicists that I that I work with you know I've had a couple people on recently where the publicist has said let's let's avoid politics let's avoid relationships this is what this person can or cannot talk about if you're cool with that, then cool. And then we get on the phone and the publicist usually is on the line and said, okay, I'm going to transfer you to so-and-so. Right. Let's cover these topics. And sometimes I think they might even be listening, um, which is fine by me. But, uh, you know, my kind of style and the way that I approach interviews, depending, sort of lends itself to that. So I'm like, that's fine. You know, I'm more than happy to talk about this movie and get as many questions out as I can. Because to me, yeah. it's worth about the interview, right? And getting good quality content, totally. something to an audience that they're going to want to listen to and that they're going to want to tune into. So you, yeah. you've just had all kinds of different experiences and all of them seem to be just absolutely amazing. How long have you been at this? Like, how long have you been working at this total and oh, wow. some? If you um, could come up with a number. Just hosting alone, I would say like, five years yeah but like I said it kind of started getting like the bigger people once I had like more networks under my belt and like more experience obviously like um I didn't get Oprah on my first try or my first year so um yeah I would say hosting was like about five years now been awesome yeah (laughs) you've you've interviewed some very cool people yeah but it's been awesome so who was a dream guest that you would like to interview that you haven't been able to talk to yet? Because you've talked to a lot of people. Ooh, I have. Yeah. Um, I would say I would love, okay, I have like three, I have like four dream guests. It's kind of hard to pick one. Can I say four? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've, I've met him, but I haven't interviewed him. So I would love to interview Ryan Gosling. Um, that's for obvious reasons. I think he's very attractive. And then I think he's also really talented too. 
I would also like to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. I love his films, and I love that he's such a, like, his Instagram is very much about, like, giving back in, like, the world, and I love that, instead of, like, just posting pictures of himself. And I love Sound and Music. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I would love to interview anybody in that cast. Um, If I could get Julie Andrews or Christopher Plummer, I think I would lose my mind. And uh, I love uh, Bruno Mars. I think he's very talented. He definitely knows how to entertain people. So I would love to do that interview as well. Very cool. Well, we like my four dreams. Yeah, yeah. Let's put that out into the universe. Uh, and yeah. hopefully once all of this craziness comes to an end, um, I'm sure we'll see you popping up on television again and oh all gosh. over the screens. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. You have to just be going crazy, um, you know, because you're so much of your life is like you mentioned early on, not just, you know, interviewing people, but just being out and about. What advice would you give to our listeners if they are pursuing some mm-hmm. sort of craft like this or something that is similar to it? Like, or you maybe wish that somebody would have told you when you first started out in this industry, like, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I would say, honestly, just keep, doing it you're gonna have so many like rejections and you have to have tough skin and you can't take the rejections personally at all because like you're gonna get it from multiple people and places and you just have to keep going and keep like if you know this is what you want to do then just keep going for it keep putting yourself out there keep doing interviews keep staying in the like know of things keep up on pulp culture if you want to do like you know hosting or if you want to do sports, keep up with sports, um, whatever it is, just keep up with whatever you want to do. Keep going. Don't give up. It does get tough. I wish people like emphasize that part because a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, go for your dreams. But then they don't talk about how much rejection that comes with and how like tough sometimes that is to do, but you just got to like persevere and go for it. And at the end, I promise you it will be worth it. Like all the rejection will be worth it. Absolutely. And if people want to learn more about you, or connect with Yonica on social media, or check out some of your yeah. amazing interviews, how can they do that? Um, I'm on Instagram at Annika Michelle one It's A-N-N-I-K-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, and the number one, um, because for some reason, Annika Michelle was taken. Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't know that there's another Annika Michelle out there. It's kind of crazy. Um, so I'm the one with the one, the number one. And, uh, yeah, you could, I post like photos from my interviews on there and then, yeah, you could kind of just keep up with me there. I would say I'm most active on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but honestly, uh, not the most active on that. Um, I am definitely very active on Instagram and try to reply to people's messages and comments. So just like shoot me a comment or say hello and I will respond back to you. Well, Annika, thanks for hanging out with me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. This has been a fun conversation. Yes, thank you. It's so much fun. Thank you for having me. It's really uh, different being on this side because I'm usually the one asking questions. So, <laughs> Well, hopefully I did a good job. Thanks for hanging out. You did. You did. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I had so much fun. Thanks for choosing to join in to this week's episode. Be sure to follow the show on social media, Brett's Open Mic, on all platforms, and to subscribe to the show on your player of choice, which is absolutely free. Finally, please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Every little bit helps. Until next time, 
Cheers. Cheers.